Justin Hall. I don't know if you can hear us. There, you're okay now. I froze. You're good now, though. All right, good. Uh, right. Yeah, that's the funny thing. The person who freezes doesn't know they're froze. Yeah, this is the whole part sometimes about the bondage of self. There's a bondage of self, and it's mostly going on without knowing it. Yeah, this is why a message is valuable. If you believe, like my own experience with spiritual practice, when I was doing like heavy meditation in Thailand and stuff, like 13 hours a day, and added with a lack of food, with no eating, the, first, the only thing is a bad soup at 10.30 in the morning, and then you could have a yogurt drink at 12, like one of those small kefir things. No one spoke English. I was th 13 hours, seven hours uh, sitting, six hours walking. Beautiful place though, funky, beautiful place. Anytime any uh, bell rang or gong went off, because uh, Buddhists don't believe in killing anything, all the mongrel dogs and the cats live at the temples. So people who have animals, they just give them to the temple. So. And these dogs and cats would go freaking off every time the bell would ring. So 4.30 in the morning, it sounded like dogs of hell. They're but not happily. They had the planes from the airport flying over. So you would think, but it was, and they have there guys have to sign up for three months to be a monk. It's like a draft into an army. No matter what you think or not, you gotta spend three months wearing the robes and stuff like that. So I was doing this retreat at the time, number of these guys were doing it. So they had little motor scoopers and I lived in a cootie, which was like a metal little uh, outhouse almost. You could sleep in there. And these guys had these incredible, super powerful uh, slingshots and they would use rocks and just hit the cootie I was in. Ping, ping. I mean, it's just go off. So the whole idea of an idyllic setting, you know what I mean? Like the upper middle, middle way in Spirit Rock was not in the, the thing. So you're sitting there 13 hours meditating, sitting, not eating. I lost 20 pounds in three weeks. I lost a pound a day, basically. And I didn't, couldn't lose any weight. It was just going. But I was tripping my brains up, which is really... And the, the mandalas were not even just going one way, they were going different ways, like four different, it was great. And I'd be going off and then pow, these things, and you know, the dogs going off. No one spoke to you because they're all tied. But you just go in the morning and they'd give you another point. It was like a visit of uh, the Pasana retreat. So you would just go to a point on your body over and over again. Yes? And every day they give you another point. And just a routine and then just see what comes up. Now, what came never came up was the questioning of Paul. I had to hear that in satsang. I had to hear that at a non-dual satsang. Never, never came, never flash. And when it did, if it did come and say, you're not that, it was another you're not that claiming to have heard you're not that. Yeah, I had no idea, no understanding. And, but I was practicing, you know, I went on like four different retreats, three there and stuff. And I mean, these were like, you know, just 13 hours a day. 
nothing. Yeah. And when I left, whatever damage was done to the self-centered system, it regrouped like that in a couple of hours. Usually on the on the back on the ride back from the with the taxi, going it back to the city, you would just it would just kick in again, like this, you know, it just lock in like that. And so, what was the answer? You'd have a rush, and you'd look better. People would go, "Wow, you're looking so clear," and all this shit, and that would be cool, but. The only th thing you can think of is I got to go to another retreat. <laughs> and this time I've got to do it. It's got to be longer. Yes, because obviously I didn't do it enough to break through this thing. And then, and I was earnest and sincere, yet it never dawned, never landed. And I heard the message it, at a non-duality meeting. And I couldn't even hear the lady that was sharing, really. She was an East European uh, spoke very softly in, uh, in Berkeley, and we had it outside. I had no idea what she was saying, couldn't even hear her. I was like, but I felt something. And I went back and I felt this again. I felt this, this sense of you're on to something without knowing what it was and stuff like that. And in a way, it was good without knowing what it was because if the head would have got a sniff of it, it would have gotten disinterested completely. But by the time it realized, wait a minute, I'm the target, it's just, it was a little too late. Like Ramana says, your head is in the tiger's mouth. So as soon as it I was head was in the tiger's mouth, it realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, and try, how do I back out of this? It can't back out. And then uh, that, that, uh, that uh, premise that you are what you're looking for, and then what was filled in by the satsangs and the energy that was happening was the second part, which is like we had the first video we ever did was the uh, lion and the sheep thing. Yeah. And then the young lion gets confused. I won't go into it. Everyone's heard it tons of times. The young lion loses its mother. Yeah. It gets confused about what's going on and ends up getting adopted by a sheep herd and lives as if it's a sheep until one day a large lion old lion comes into the the meadow and starts chasing the flock or the herd of sheep and recognizes there's a young lion joining the hunt but realizes it's running with the sheep and so the old lion veers off grabs the young lion the young lion very clear knows what a lion is he says, please, Mr. Lion, please don't humble, don't eat my, this humble sheep. Now the young, old lion's a little perplexed, just drags them both to the waterhole, puts their head out, and the young lion sees the image and gets it. Yeah. Bing! So it didn't matter how long you believe you're a sheep, it takes no time at all to have that negated. None. Because there's nothing there that has to be removed or watered down or slowly beaten into a different posture. It's not true. Yeah, it's not true. No matter 30 years of thinking you were a sheep does not make you a sheep more than five seconds thinking you're a sheep. Yeah. So, all right, I got that. But then I saw the second part that wasn't so uh, obvious, which was when the when the lion gets up from that waterhole imagery and the old lion splits, as the young lion's walking away, it, it, 
the sheep programming kicks in and tells a story that I just had an incredible experience of being a lion trained as a sheep. I had never seen that ever. Yeah. Then I saw it. The energy was there of the seeing, and then it found meaning through that. I saw that this, the most important aspect of the message is not getting the person, the lion, to the waterhole. It's telling them what's going to happen when they leave the waterhole. Because, and it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. I don't know. Because some people, something can occur and it may last forever, like Ram and Maharshi. Others, it may be six months or three months. Sometimes there can be a big enough whack, it changes the direction of everything. But in most cases, it's sort of a fragile flower and it can be easily stepped on. And what, how does it get stepped on is the, the, the arising of that program that sees you only as a sheep, yes? Now you can become like a lion, it's comfortable with that because you will be, try to become like a lion as a sheep. So the, the identification as a sheep is not threatened with all the drives and the you know, paths to become like a lion, yeah? And it doesn't matter you were once it because you're entertaining you once were a lion as the sheep now. So it's got a pretty good situation and it doesn't get threatened much. But when the message of non-duality is presented, which is the premise is you are a lion and then followed up with the understanding that the mental state is going to claim whatever revelation ever occurs and, and have it framed as the, re the revelation was of I had the revelation and the I is in that sheet program. Yeah. If you don't see that, you're going to be addicted to going to the waterhole, you know, and getting those glimpses. Yes, but it's not going to gain traction because the program is going to rise. And before you know it, the guest is the master of the house. Yes, this 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 idea brought about by the mental claiming and the reinforcing and the repeating has already taken the role of being you. Yeah. And then you can say, no matter how much I'm not you. And then a lot of people get caught in. They try to become a, a non self as a self. Yeah. And sometimes you run into them. I would call them. Uh, they're like non dual Pharisees in a way. They have a lot of letter of the law, no I, me, my, no pronouns, no this or that, but they lose the spirit of it. Yes, they got a big stick up their ass and it's not very comfortable, really. Yes, because you may just want, I, had, I saw it happen, a guy called me once and he was caught in that idea, it's not me, yet it, the me was having an emotional cathartic event. He, for 15 minutes, well, it's not, man, suddenly he just started crying and now it, he had to go through 15 minutes of the fucking non-dual jargon just to get to the thing he needed to cry, yeah? Much, much faster. So when I heard the message of non-duality and then I saw the activity of the problem, which allows the entertaining of the message, it's sort of like, you know, they talk about ayahuasca a lot, you know, as yet ayahuasca is two plants, yeah? You don't take one plant, it won't do it. There's something there, which is called an inhibitor of DMT, which is in everyone's head, yeah? 
And the body doesn't want too much DMT to be put out because things will go awry. So it has inhibitors. It doesn't allow DMT to be introduced to the system. It blocks it. So these wild characters obviously had to be downloads. These shamans found out that there was one plant you take mixed with the ayahuasca, and the one will, will break through the inhibitor, and therefore the DMT of the drug can get into the head. Yeah? It has to be two. If you take one of it, it doesn't work, yes? So this message is the same thing. Not the same thing, because this is message is you are what you're looking for, yet there's a, the idea that there's a you that's looking for it. If you don't have those both, both aspects, one's not going to work. Yes? If you don't have the real feeling of it, that one of denying, you know, that you're this and that doesn't work. And if that inhibitor isn't brought down, which is the selfing, yes? That's not going to work. Yeah? So it goes hand in hand. You get the... You get the the free sample of seeing the reflection of no face, let's say. And now you have an understanding that something's going to arise no matter what your condition is, because it's not based on your condition, it's based on the mental condition. Yeah? And as long as there's a breathing and being a body, the brain is working. And so it's going to cast this story. Yeah? Now it's a little late, but it tricks you with time because what it presents after a lot of events, it says was before the events. It's an incredible move, really. So, yeah. So the thing with selfing, I saw it. So you just do the idea of selfing out and people would call me and tell me, oh, I really got that about selfing. I've been selfing all day. No, that's not it, see? <laughs> The selfing is used to present the idea of you, and then that was presupposed and now used doing the selfing, which is the you is a product of the selfing. Yeah? It's not the cause of it. Yeah? Or the selfing's driving me crazy. Again, you're now the cause that's being affected by this activity. That's the product of the selfing. The selfing cannot make that product up. It implies it, and we live as if we're that product, yes? The implying obviously wouldn't really get too much of a hold, so it's reinforced fucking all the time. And all the obsessions that the head has is really to reinforce the identification, yeah? It needs a lot of obsession concerning itself to reinforce the identification for, because for something that isn't true to appear to be true, there's a lot of work involved, yes? A lot of work, a lot of cover-ups, a lot of disguising, a lot of misdirecting. Don't look here, don't look there. So if you realize it, the head can get very excited in becoming non-self, but recognizing you're not a self now, it's, oh, wait a minute, you know? It will sign up for a 30-year program of, of really of slowly incrementally leaving self and becoming an amorphous whatever, but it's always going to be framed as a self is framed anyway. So you're going to be a you're going to be for all intents and purposes a self, but you won't be. <laughs> So here, 
The message is, hey, you are what you're looking for. Yeah. The seeker is the sort, not the sword, the sort. Uh, what's looking is what you're looking for. Why is that simplicity escaping us is because of the second message, which is the mental state yeah, is arising and claiming no matter what's happening. Now, you may believe there's certain things or activities in life that have an immunity to that claiming. I don't see it. Because when I got introduced to speaking at a lot of spiritual groups other than recovery, I could see the seeking disguised as, as a spiritual process. Unbelievable. It's incredible. And in a weird way, they don't even have the grace of us as addicts because at least the state can intervene on us. You know, people will stop you. But who says you can't go on to a retreat? Who's going to knock those books off out of your hand? Who's going to come to satsang and go, you got to go? Come on. I've seen you before. You know, you're not this, yeah, well, we've already given up on that. We've given up on that. So, yes? So here, all right, you hear the message of non-duality, and then hopefully it comes with some warnings, yeah? So that you, not just hearing it, but seeing it, hearing the idea of this mental state claiming whatever's happening, and then actually seeing it in your own life. The hearing of it is cool, but the seeing of it is really what has some impact, yeah? So we put out an understanding and repeat it constantly and reinforcing it because that which is not so appears to be so through a lot of reinforcement. What will a little reinforcement or repetition do to what is actually so? Yeah. And basically the repetition is usually just the just to break the momentum of the other mental movement. It's not, there's no need for repetition to keep uh, implying something is so, that is so. It's necessary here as a medicine, you're using the poison, the constant repetition of every thought, and you don't think every thought's a repetition, but the idea of being the thinker of every thought is the repetition, yeah? And yeah, you have a lot of different feelings, but there's the only idea of one feeler that's repeated constantly. And it's the most incredible efficient robbery because there's tons of thoughts, tons of feelings. In experience, you're going to have a lot of things happen and you're going to pick them up, either feeling it, you know, heat, sun, this and that. And every one of them is going to be assumed to be an action that you are doing. Yes, that's an incredible thing. So what's happening is used to reinforce what's not happening. Mind-boggling, really. Yeah? Because there's no way what's not happening could keep reinforcing itself. Yeah, I don't know a little of that this morning. I was walking out the door and thinking of a bad thing that might happen. Feeling really good and thinking of a bad thing that might happen. Well, something and was thinking about a bad something thing. Something was thinking about a bad thing that might happen. And then, you know, it was easeful for various reasons to just say, well, the bad thing happened, so it's a difference. Well, the thing is, that is kind of a practice. This thing thing here is, there's just not you having the bad thoughts. Yes. That an outer experience can still get to me in a way. It's just kind of like, oh, I really am 
it's some part of me is really affected by well, yeah, the me that's not you. It's in the way, right. It's, yeah, that's it's, what I mean, gets I, I'm confirming what you're saying. There is the grind is always there. The grind, you can't let, you can't get rid of the grind. No, you see you're, you're not in it. it. You're, you're in it. That's you know? the whole you're point. The whole point is. It's something. The whole point is, let's say you go to one meeting and someone says, oh, I've been boring about next week. And then the topic is, well, can you worry a little less, but still have a constructive about, you know, they go off and yeah. And then the one who's even doing it is far completely remote to the topic. It's about worrying about next week. The whole point of this message is not on that. It's on who is it that's worrying about next week? Yeah, we're not saying there's no worrying about next week. There's lots of it. There's tons of this shit. We're saying there's no one that's doing it. That's the relief, because if if you if there's there a one doing it, the relief that you're looking for is going to come after and have something to do with either stopping worrying about next week. It's all fucking. It just keeps reinforcing the idea of you. But the clarity and the cleanness of relief before the worrying about next week, yes, is be, that's beautiful. It's beautiful, and that to me is the is the surgery type scalpel that non-duality offers. It doesn't take anything out of what's happening. What you believe needs to be operated and changed and maybe, you know, there's no interest in that. It's the ownership. Is it you? If it isn't you, find out what's going to happen because you're going to lose interest in the worrying about next week. You are. Yeah. You may not lose interest in next week, but that interest will you will usually come when next week is today. Exactly. Yes, there'll be an interest in next week when it's today, but there's not an interest in next week when there's another today. And this, I'm just sharing because this is what happened, and uh, I observe, I have observed the effects of hearing satsai. I have over the years, yeah. And the beauty of the operation, because exactly the beating pulsing where the obscuring was actually occurring from was the last place looked at with all the other things. This is the first thing that's looked at and there's a loss of interest in everything else. Just see this, you know? And then if you need therapy, go to a therapist. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. <laughs> Ask who it is that needs therapy. Yeah. So if there's there's still a belief that you need therapy, that's like when people ask me, they say, uh, I really feel like I need to do it, then do it. I mean, if you really feel like you need to meditate, you better meditate because there's a there's a there's a transactional event happening between the head and the head. So it may give you a nice sunny day and enjoy if you've meditated for an hour this morning. If you miss the meditation, you no, you cannot enjoy this day. You did not earn this day. And because it's playing God, there's certain, you know, okay. And I, I got to get home and meditate and hopefully I'll get the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, that's not, see, it's not the meditation. It's what the head does with it. Yeah. And I found, I noticed in hindsight, the head had already prepared before my ass even hit the cushion that I was the meditator. 
So as soon as the meditation, you know, as a formal thing began, it was always all of its effects were truly being pointed to reinforcing the meditator. What the fuck? And you think you're going to spend more time and you're going to break that when it starts right at the beginning of time? Before I started to meditate, it was I felt like the meditator. Am I going to be able to negate that after it's gone? Yeah, with all these activities in time? No, it doesn't work. Maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't spend 40 years in a cave. Maybe. But who wants to be in a cave most of the time? Do you really think you're like a a spiritual warrior? Most of us aren't. We just want to have a, if we could have a sense of contentment and satisfaction, we probably wouldn't do much. You know, I mean, when they called you to the spiritual crusade, you'd be fucking out in the back, you know, know, looking at a ladybug or something, just doing whatever. Yeah. I mean, I sort of like it because everything was so fucking important. And that importance wasn't about the spiritual practices. It's just like Ramana says, it was actually reinforcing that which I wanted to get out of. Yeah, It's almost like, you know, when some screws, most screws to tighten them, you go this way. Sometimes they're the other way. So not noticing that it's the other way, you keep tightening it and you're hoping to loosen it. And of course it's not working. So the head comes up with rash, it must be you. You're getting really weak. (laughs) No, you're just fucking screwing it the wrong way. Yeah, as soon as, and now it's more difficult because you super tightened it. (laughs) So now it was just gonna open up easy now. I got to get the neighbor from next door <laughs> open this thing. Yeah, this is what's happening. The assumption, he puts it beautifully. If you're a fan of Ravana Mahashi, most of the things you read, I read about him were from other people that were lived, you know, were there. And his teachings were so, in a way, succinct, other people could write them in their own way. And he had delivered his own way, but you would see some patterns in all of, all of the different writings in Ram Nahashi. And usually ones that caught my eye were preceded as this is the problem. Yeah, it, it was, this is, was essential, so to speak. And the one way of the essential invitation was there's a presupposing, which is an act in time. Yes? When you're supposing something, yeah? If it was a presupposing, when you suppose it, it's presupposed. It does a little frog leap backwards. Yeah, just follow this. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being what? The existing thing, us, yeah? The animation is attributed by the head to that which is animated, yeah? The animation is attributed to what's animated. So when you believe your consciousness, you think it's Paul as a body. Yeah. Important. That's that's the premise that keeps going back. The head keeps going back to. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. What do you mean the body is a non-existent thing? Yes, it is. Have you ever seen 
someone you knew dead? The body's there, but there's a vague, vague sense that ain't them. Yeah, I mean, I had it when I was young. It was clear as day. My mother had took me to a funeral for my uncle. It was an open casket. So she said, you want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred? I didn't really want to, but we dragged me up and we walked over and I looked and there was Uncle Fred. But I realized that ain't Uncle Fred. I mean, Uncle Fred left the building like Elvis left the building. Yeah, the building's there, but Elvis left the building. So, so this idea of the presupposing of a non-existent thing what it's being presupposed to be is existing in and of itself, yes? Right. Okay, when that's in place, yeah, and then that non-existent thing now wants to get salvation for itself. Yeah. The imaginary condition wants to get a real salvation, okay? Says if this is the case, and because he premised it as pretty much this is the case, yeah? Says your spiritual practices to get, you know, your spiritual practices are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it, yes? So my screwing without, with the wrong information, screwing the thing tighter, thinking I'm loosening it, how is it going to loosen it? It's actually tightening it, yeah. What? Yeah. So we're not getting a new screwdriver or a new screw. We're looking at us, yeah. All right? So it's the presupposing of a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. If this is the case, which I believe he assumed it is in the head, is uh, your spiritual practices or whatever else you're doing is actually reinforcing the non-existent thing, how could they destroy it? Hey, Paul. Yes. I'm sorry, just... but you're, you're disappearing. Yeah, yeah, it's just seating. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's actually, it'd probably be good with a, a voice without a head. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I was letting it go for a while. Harding, I would actually have embodied Douglas's Harding message on having no head. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, this is for you, bro. On having no head. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know where we were now. I am, I know where we are here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on having no head. Nice so we're at the point of seeing the presupposing instead of looking from the non-existent thing. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna see the presupposing from the existing non-thing so that we don't swallow the, the bait of being the non-existent thing and then doing exactly what he described and thinking we're doing it differently, yeah? Or I have an exemption, I'm, it's gonna work for me and all this stuff, yeah? So we're seeing the non-existent thing from the existing non-thing, awareness you wanna call it, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as it's not pictured as you, six foot two and everything like that. Yeah. All right. It's beautiful, isn't it? And then another point after that, when how does the non-existent thing keep getting reinforced? That's the mental activity of selfing. So if you have a, just a basic understanding of that, 
you're going to see its pre presentation. You'll see its production before it goes out on Broadway. <laughs> so you'll see it. Yeah. And then satsang, the living message will combine with the delivered message. Yes. You'll be the, your own laboratory. You'll see exactly what they're saying in your own freaking laboratory. That has the greatest impact. And that knowledge is readily available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary. You don't need an iPad. You don't need the phone with that. They're nice if you like. You're that. You're what you're looking for. How do you know that? Every second of looking for anything is reinforcing that message. You are that which is looking. Yeah, not as a you, uh, you, a you, but as a what, not as a who, but as a what. You are that, so all day, whatever you're looking at, the premise has shifted. You're not believing everything I see is reinforcing that I'm the seer. No, it's not. It's being used to reinforce something that doesn't even need reinforcement. So after a while of getting reinforced, that stops. It just is, and it's always been just is. Yeah, you are the non-thing that's existing. It may be appearing as a thing and seeing things, but it's not of thingness. As, as Jesus supposedly, sorry, I'm losing again. Jesus supposedly said, you're in this world of things, yes, but you're not of things. So yeah, your presence your real presence is every moment and every time. Your appearance is not that presence. It is, but not as the appearance, yes? So this is just about before you go off on all your hunts, yeah? You may be the hunted or something. It's just to see, see who the hell it is. And it's not personal, it's structural. The mental state is programmed to center every, all the data collection and how it gets implied and dumped and directed is, as it says in The Course in Miracles, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part, yeah? Spirit, let's say, interprets to the spirit of which it's in or of, yes? So there's an ofness of spirit, and then there's an in of this appearance, but this in also has an out which isn't what happens in spirit. There's no out in spirit. Here in appearances, there's in and out, because this is a dualistic expression. That's why they say in non-duality, non-duality. Yeah? So you believe you're in something, then you wanna get out. Hopefully all your attempts to get out have never worked. And finally you hear a premise, pretty novel, which is, hey, maybe you're not in. All those things that you believed you were in, maybe you were never in any of them. That's why it's failed. It isn't because you didn't do enough or have enough or pray enough. It's basically you're trying to get out of something you're not in. It doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Yeah. What? And yes, and conversely, you're trying to get into shit you're not out of the moment. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
God. <laughs> oh, I so much want to be able to get out. I want to get. I want to be able to get in. So I have to believe I'm out. Yeah. I want it to look like I want it to look the in. Therefore, I want it to look terrible as the out that which I want to get out of. Yeah, is this insane? Yeah. Once you believe one of these things, it just builds on its relevance. Yeah. 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 You'll be buying a map to the pond, the water, and you know you get to hire the older lion and just keep we we hoping the free sample is going to kick in. Without the understanding, something is going to arise and acclaim all those peak experiences and frame them as you and neuter the whole message in them, which is you are that, yes? Just like all the arrivals have one real value, one of the days you're going to arrive and it's going to inform you on having never left, yeah? And there may be, a, there may, may be plans to arrive, they'll, they'll lessen for sure, but then it will be almost like a comedic joke. When you arrive, it will tell you you've never left. <laughs> Sooner or later, it's going to hit. And you're going to all, with all the arriving and everything, before you're planning, during your planning, after you're on the journey, you'll be in a state on, of having never left. That's troubling later. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone else out there? I'm getting cooked. <laughs> Ah. No, no, it's all right. We're going to end soon. And it doesn't work. It's too small of a brim. It's just, again, this is like a message that's symbolic. Oh, I have a hat. It's not stopping anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's all right. It isn't. But, you, you know, no. See, now someone gave me another message. Did you want all right. questions or? Can you hear me? This person, this can one. Hear, can anybody hear me? This one. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Okay. okay. Mike, we hear my, my volume was down. Sorry. Yeah. This hat has this has better food, nicer retreats. I'll keep wearing this hat. This works. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. We're gonna stop. So, you have any questions out here in the uh, Zoom? Uh, Deborah has her hand up. You ready for Deborah? Hi. Wow, what a big uh, party guy. This is a lot of people. It's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I would only think that that tightening the screw would just end up with futility and maybe you get hit just out of the futility of it, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. That's probably what I've been doing it for ages. And, you know, like in um, uh, recovery, they talk about the gift desperation. Seems like there's a gift of futility, too, I noticed. With this thing, it's just the mental thing is just becoming very kind of impotent. And it it's not me trying to push it away. I just see it. And then it loses its... It just da da da. da. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It yeah, jumps out like Superman, and then it just loses it. <laughs> you took out the real charge, which but, is uh, about you. So when it's not yeah, about you, it's a charge away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I haven't lied and to I, you. Um, I'm not lying to you. This is how it happens. This first, yeah, pretty cool. Interest in the second. First is losing interest, and you can't lose interest because that's interest in you again. Right. There's a losing interest in you, yeah. And then see what, and it's probably going to affect what you thought you were interested in in your life, which is fine. It's good. Yeah, you just have to sit through that. Because people realize when there's been a lot of identification extraction from everything that's been claimed. Yeah, even when you're a junkie, there's a there's an identification. Like in cocaine realm, there were certain people that were known not to tweak, like on a seven day, ten day thing, and then other people that knew some of them would have them meet and they would be like colossal fucking hope giants, you know, and then get high for like eight days and see which one could handle it the best. Yeah, there was a lot of pride and a lot of fucking identification now, completely. And, and when those things are taken, what really makes it disquieting and agitating is the loss of identity. Yes, because they, there's a belief there which keeps everyone sort of locked into the, like, not even checking if you could get out of their handcuffs is because if I'm not this, then what the fuck am I? It's a very, it's like what we call in AA that people are afraid of being the hole in the donut. What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Anxiety rushes up, and usually right. attracts so that the yeah, yeah, but that's a slavery, and that's broken, and it's not broken with giant hammers, it's broken when you just slip your wrists out, yes, because you're not in what you think you're in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how it bypasses the head, the message, it's the heart somehow. Um, well, Yes, it's about yeah. the head. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's the beauty. Yeah, just tell it the message. It just bypasses that. That it's something that picks it up, and it's not the head that gets the message. And it's not about reason or logic or. It's very hard to explain, but um. I don't know. I can't explain. It's hard to put words on, but. It, it, yeah, it's like it soaks in somehow. It just soaks in. yes, I'd say it soaks out. Really, it soaks out. Yeah, yes, it's already in there, and it soaks out. It's not like uh, some a painting is painted on the canvas; it bleeds through the canvas. Yeah, you lose interest in the painting. And you can't, that, it's you know, weird. It yeah, you can't go back through. once you see it. It's like that that picture of the, you know, the dinosaur that pops out if you look at it from a different way. Yeah. You yeah. cannot see it anymore, even if you try to not see it. <laughs> so it's like it is with your head in the in the tiger's mouth, really. Well, yeah, yeah but you can see one of those pictures and never see the image. And then once you see it, you always see the image. 
Yeah. And even yeah, yeah. the image with the structure that causes you not to be able to see it. You also see that. Yeah. So you're not fooled again. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hey, we got to get going soon here, I think. Thanks, Thank you wondering. so much. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy join it with the we. <laughs> All right, anyone else, Mike? Uh, no other hands up. Any other hands want to go up? So we're going to have a little oh, thing. Esther's raising her hand by, by square, in the square. All right. Esther. Uh, just regards from Philadelphia, um, a yoga teacher named Shiva Das. Do you remember yes. Shiva Das? He, he was sending you regards. Oh, yes, I remember Shiva Das. Yeah. He, he was bringing up a topic and I was talking about your message and then I thought maybe he would be interested in knowing the source that I got it from and he said he knew you. Yes, and now I remember. Yes, very nice guy. I hope you come to Philadelphia again soon. Yeah, say hello to Shiva Das for me. I, I will. Once you said his name, it took a second or two to recollect and then some uh, photos showed up. Yes, he's a sweet loving character yeah. yeah great yeah please uh send them out uh, our regards here thank you and uh anyone else yes uh, oh we have someone someone sharing here yes yeah, hey so uh so how that Seemingly, yes, yeah. yeah. So, like, I get the message, but it's like the only thing I can think of is like a vague recollection of like where to go and just Well, I feel the the idea of satsang as a skillful means that will change. Satsang as a skillful means, so to speak. So I go to satsang and I get a little hit and I feel different or read a book and stuff like that. Uh, that which is already established may be in the act of getting established in this experiential place. So usually the skillful means will become less uh, less needed. Yeah, and they'll what they what you hope they would conjure up will be an underlying obviousness, no matter what's going on. Yeah, you get established, like we say in AA. There's a thing about the the idea of relying on giving one's life over to the care of something greater than self. Yes. And it says the first part of it says you'll get you'll sincerely take this position and then it talks about what kind of effects will show up and then you'll be established in this position 
this is an event of time and we're seemingly in the dreaming of time. So that which is completely established can seem to get established here. Yeah, and a lot of us are in that process. So you sincere, sincerely took a position, it's shifting into getting established in it and things will change. Yeah. What's interesting to me is I feel so much beauty in his voice, even though I'm not looking at it. There's so much calm. So I'm recognizing what he's saying, and I feel like that's really him. Yeah. Like, you're really carrying that all the time. I can imagine that deep level of being that you're expressing right now. You aren't carrying that so, so strongly. So it's, yes, it's already here. Yeah. 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 So. That's, I mean, maybe my question is like, you just suggest that he I would suggest what you believe is working, keep working it, and then it will wear out its welcome. Yeah. See, there's, I, I don't know what he meant, what whoever the Course of Miracles was, uh, but one thing I read, and I didn't read it all, and I didn't read it that much, but this never left me, which was a description of how things can play out here in the dreaming. And it says, you and I are the dreaming of this dream, yeah? And we're going to dream ourselves out of it. So, and as we do, as we're in this process of dreaming ourselves out of it, the dream's going to get happier. So for me, coming to satsangs and reading this is, a, is an example of dreaming oneself out of the dream. Yeah? Yeah. See... One is an expression, yeah, the other is the fact. Now that, that, being that fact, there can be millions of expressions of it, yes? So some people, they express it in a quiet way and they're dreaming themselves slowly out of the dreaming seemingly. Others, it's a whack, big lights, they may have tons of Kundalini and shit like that. Others, very quiet, it doesn't matter. The base is the base, and then there's, this is an artistic project in a way, and there's a lot of expression of it, yeah? But I notice in the expression of it, uh, that sense of need or have to is going to get dismissed, and it just is, yeah? And, uh, and that stuff that comes up won't seem as a conflicting thing to the, the other state or that higher, the bigger state, yeah? It'll be much more accepted, and then it loses its, its, its relevance in regard. See, nothing here can affect what is. Yeah? It's only what is dreaming it can be affected. Yeah? But nothing can affect what is. That's the beauty of it. Yeah? Yet, what is can dream as if it's affected. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Do what works. See, when people tell me stuff, I always listen to if they say I need to do something, I say, you can definitely do it. They say, well, do you do it? I say, I don't need to do it. Yeah, I think there's an honest appraisal that doing certain stuff wouldn't be helpful. Yeah, just like when I went to check out ayahuasca in 2000, yeah, I was in uh, Australia and I felt I was pretty sincere. And most of the concern about the ayahuasca was how it would affect my relationship to the recovery community. It wasn't, I was willing to, hey, yeah, I would like to, if 
this can expand and get whatever. Yeah, I'm all for it. So I went to a Friday night meeting at this house out in the in the hitherlands of uh, Australia, very rich place. And they had a guy from South America. And first he did all these. He had a lot. His whole philosophy was a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. And he was doing like some cheat Kong mixed with Kapora or whatever. And then they passed a big, a big type of marijuana, which I didn't take any of. And I gave them a good listen. And then they taught, and they, there was all these spiritual heavyweights around the community there, the Byron Bay heavy, spiritual heavyweights. They were going to have the weekend. And it looked like sort of a, an elitist affair. And I listened and I said, no, the message downloaded and said, hey, this ain't for you. All right. Yeah. And then I never really thought about it since. And then it got very popular, even in uh, recovery community. But uh, it, I lost interest in it because something that I listened to just definitively told me it ain't for you, bro. You didn't put the bro in it, but it was <laughs> the message was very clear. And it was a beautiful space. I loved it. It was a beautiful night. I walked away and it didn't become a topic of uh, of any discussion in the head anymore. Yeah. yeah. So this is what happens. Yes. You get more and more of that becomes clearer. And um, it's like putting down a bet with a little anxiety. Now you don't, the bet puts put down, there's no anxiety. Yeah. Like to me, I always bet 35 black on the roulette, no matter what it is. <laughs> just, it's just, all right, you want to change your bet? No, 35 black. And just see, and it's worked fucking pretty well. Yeah, it has for 30 something years. So I'm just going to keep laying the bet down <laughs> until something changes. Yeah. All right, so anyone else here? We're going to go to coffee, eh? If you want to come today. Right in Sausalito, it's sort of nice. Have some coffee and hang out. Anyone here? Amelia, you want to take over? Oh, you guys take over. Let's, uh, who's taking over now? Hey, first of all, thank you. Thank you uh, for the satsang. We'll bring the chair, honey. No, I said, no, no, no. It's hot. No, no. No. Yeah. All right. Move over. All right. Some people, some guests. Are we getting some enlightenment uh, thing? Some guests. Come on, Chris. Hop in here. Certificates of enlightenment. We're getting cooked. A paddling. Yes, we're going to have a, a certificate of awakening. <laughs> we need to back up a little so we can see all three of us here. Yeah, back up. Back up. Back up, honey. Back up. Just don't knock it down. That's. So you gotta put it. Stay in the picture. It has to be like this. It doesn't work. Can we put something behind? Yeah, you can do it like this. Nope. Can't somebody hold it for you? Yeah, I'm gonna try Hold to on. put it down. Put something heavy down. Oh, you need to put it down. Yeah, there you go. All right. Where, where are we? Is there, is there a back Who back? There's something they can. Just stick yourself in the I can't hear anything. Right. That's good. Lovely. Oh, yeah. You're all. Oh, that's all right. gorgeous. We should okay. do that all the time, Paul. For the people that went on this Italian trip with us. Yes. Yeah, I think there's 24 of us. 
Really? They went to the retreat. Yeah. I, I think all of us are here. Maybe we're not going to hear also. 24 testimonies. <laughs> <laughs> we are, no, guys, you won't have to. Shut up. <laughs> Can you guys uh, just unmute yourself just uh, for a second and say your name and say that you're here? One at a time. You got to do. You got to do a roll call, Amelia. Yeah, well, and alphabetically. Well, I don't see. I barely see anything there. That's what it is. So uh, let's see. It. Uh, right to us, Mia. Well, hello. Yes. Yeah. I'm here. Hello. Hello. Julie. And then I see going down. I see Mike. Hi. Hi, Mike. No Okay, then the, under the who's this? <laughs> see, this is all to make us. Can you see it? I don't see it. Oh, yeah. I can. That's Lisa. That's Lisa. No, no, no. I'm, I'm this is Esther. Esther. Esther's on a guest. On top of Lisa. On top of Lisa. It's not coming through. It's too dark. <laughs> I don't know who. I think that's Walter. <laughs> no. I don't no, know that's that Jess. Hold on, guys. We're having, we're having technical just problems. Just take care of that. How about we just all say hi at the same time? Yes, that's a good idea. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Missing you guys. Hello. Miss you guys. Miss you. Yes, definitely. Okay, honey, come back here. Honey, we're not done. What the hell is wrong with you? Come here. Go to a place called the firehouse. Honey, come back here. They're trying to do something. It stands up and leaves. So sorry. It's just, guys, it does cut the corral. Trying to do something with nothing. Yes, that's right. So, twenty-four hours are here. Yeah. We went. We took a chance and went to a retreat. The first retreat of Paul Hederman. And not the last. Yes, not the last. Not the last. You hear that? Not the last. Yeah. You did not hear that from the horse's mouth. No. So we. And you put together? Yeah, mostly. Oh, yeah, pass the basket, too. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, put that off. Put that off. Yeah. So, so we got so inspired from this trip in the retreat that he went to get the basket. Oh. Oh, don't leave before the miracle happens. Here's a hat. Okay, Is there anybody on. else to do that? All right. Don't be so rude. Man. So, uh... So uh, inspired. So uh, idea came up to do a testimonial with both of you. So super great with our trip, our retreat. I got inspired, and it was like from the get go, the bonding of all of us. From the Uber call, from the Uber guy, <laughs> Forget and kept that. on going. Forget that. But it was it, it was amazing. So uh, inspiration came about. So we wanted to put together. A book booklet for you wow. guys to remember. Wow. And it's called uh, Adventures in Italy 2022. Show it to them. Let me check it out. Very nice. And I, I'm going to read the dedication. By oh, now. read the wow. dedication. Okay. On the first page, there's a dedication. It says, Dear Amelia and Paul, this, this book is dedicated to you. This book is dedicated to you in honor of your outstanding contributions to humanity, one slap at a time. Am I getting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, it feels like a memorial. Yeah, no, no, no memorial. 
And oh, so we shoot. all we all contribute with pictures and testimonials. Wow. So oh nice. Please Thank look you at guys. Right now. This is so cool. And if you guys this want to say something, go ahead. This is absolutely cool. Those are the testimonials that I was I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs>